another episode of the Breathe In Podcast, a daily devotional through the Bible to help you read and love God's Word. I'm Neil. I'm Stephen. And today we are in the book of Hebrews chapter 8, uh, where the author of the book of Hebrews is talking about how Jesus is, is better. Yeah. Uh, and this is something we say often, right? Yeah, we uh, sing it. We Jesus is better. Yeah. Uh, more than all our sorrows, more than our victory. What song is that? I don't remember. Jason. Jason. Phone Olson. a friend. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but anyways, there's that, there's that idea that we're oftentimes talking about how Jesus is better. Right. And oftentimes we put that in our own context. Like, Jesus is better than... My vices, my... My vices, more, he's better than anything this world has to offer. Yeah. Um, the author of the book of Hebrews, talking to a Jewish audience, uh, I think said something maybe even more controversial. Oh, yeah. He said, Jesus is better than the Old Covenant. <sighs> Which dun, is dun, huge, dun. Right? Yeah, go into a synagogue and drop that bomb. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No <laughs> doubt. So it's saying that that Jesus's covenant is a new covenant and it's better than the old covenant. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of complexity to this. We're going we're going to try and not get into the complexity. We're going to try not to nerd out. Try not to nerd out in part because it's over my head. Yeah. Oftentimes. Yeah. Um. But so we just want to do our best to keep it simple. Yeah. So if you think about the the last few episodes that we've talked about, we've really focused on uh, Jesus's earthly ministry, his high, his great high priestly ministry, right? And this is kind of where the author of Hebrews now shifts from the ministry of Jesus to the covenant that now Jesus has obtained for us. Yeah. And then and then why, like, what the promises of that covenant are uh, going forward. Uh, so it's kind of a uh, a chapter that's at a segue, right? Mm-hmm. Transitioning tra- chapter. Uh, so that being said, Jesus is, uh, verse six says this, but Jesus has now obtained a superior ministry and to that degree, he is the mediator of a better covenant, which has been established on better promises. So how might we unpack that verse using the context of Romans chapter nine? Oh, I, think, I think in part there's this idea of, um, like, when we think of the Old Testament, we were just talking about how Jesus was the order of Melchizedek and not of the, the Levite Levites. priest, yeah. the Levitical priesthood. And so I think he carries this on to, like, Jesus' ministry, that Jesus was a better priest. Jesus was a better sacrifice. Now Jesus' covenant uh, is a better covenant. Yeah. Covenant is an agreement between two people. Yeah. Uh, so the covenant that God gave at Mount Sinai was this covenant of of works. Yeah. Obey me, and I will bless you. Yeah. Uh, but the problem with the covenant of works is we can't obey God. Yeah. There's there's no perfection in there, us. There is no perfection in us. Where there's no one who does good, no one who seeks after yeah. God. Romans three. Uh, yeah. So there, there, there's, there's none of that, and so we're, we, we live in condemnation. So when we look back at the Old Covenant now, or the Old Testament, uh, what the covenant work should do, what should it expose in us, is should expose our sin, right? We, yeah. This is what it takes, and we are incapable of right. doing it. But, and to go back, with even the Levitical priesthood, these are weak men who have to offer sacrifices yeah. for themselves and for others. So even like, and, and if you could think about like, these are the best of the society yeah. at the time. And, and I think it's important to say the old covenant wasn't bad. No. It, it is a giant signpost pointing to a fulfillment of the covenant. Right. Uh, but 
but someone greater, this is what Jesus said, someone greater uh, than, than Moses is here. Someone greater than the law is here. Or Elijah. Yeah, someone greater than Elijah is here. Yeah. This is this this is Jesus. Yep. He, and we already mentioned that passage in Matthew five, where he said, "I've not come to abolish the law; I've come to fulfill it." Right. And once that covenant was fulfilled, uh, Jesus provided a new covenant. Yeah, under a, a, a once and for all sacrifice. Right. And so we no longer have to work to obtain the blessings of God, but right. rather we we believe mm. to inherit. The blessings of God and the promises of God. Yeah, and this was spoke about in the Old Testament that this would come. So again, like if you're a, a Jewish listener in this day and age, going, well, how is he just contradicting himself? Is he is he changing his mind? God doesn't change, you know. Right. Which is why we have this big quote from Jeremiah, right? Right, where he says, "The days are coming," says the Lord, "when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel." And then he kind of goes into this idea of that new covenant in verse 10. Mm-hmm. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my law into their minds. I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God. They will be my people. And each person will not teach his fellow citizen and each, his brother or sister saying, Know the Lord, because they will know me mm. from the least to the grace of them. For I will forgive their wrongdoings, and I will never again remember their sins right so there's this idea of forgiveness of sins yeah so when we do the lord's supper for instance when we talk about the breaking of the bread and the uh, drinking of the cup when we get to the cup part we always say that this cup represents a new covenant in him in his blood shed for the forgiveness of many sins Mm -hmm. and you know the apostle paul anchors us in that by saying um, in First Corinthians 11, that as long as we eat of the bread and we drink of the cup, we proclaim Christ until he comes again yeah. and finishes his work. This is the covenant renewal we talk about. That's this right. This is a covenant renewal ceremony. We are renewing our covenant with Jesus. We are reminding ourselves that we have the forgiveness of sins yeah. through his broken body right. and spilled blood. And so that means that the old covenant is now obsolete. To quote, you know, verse 13, he says, By saying a new covenant, he has declared that the first is obsolete. And what is obsolete and growing old is about to pass away. So we don't have to go back to it, mm-hmm. essentially, is the point he's making. Don't go back to something that's obsolete. Right. There's a superior covenant yeah. now that Christ has secured. And once again, not saying that obsolete means bad. Nope. Uh, but meaning that the law cannot produce salvation in you. Yeah. The law can show us the character and nature and goodness of God. The law can show us how to live, but it can't bring us salvation. Yeah. Jesus does that with the new covenant. And then, like he said, he writes his law on our hearts. Mm. And we know the Lord uh, because we know the Son, right? Yeah. We, we don't have to teach each other to know God because we know God because of what the Son has done. Yeah. So, man, there's some implications for that that are vast. And I think about the promises uh, specifically that we can rest in, right? One of those promises that immediately comes to my mind is Romans 8.1, that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Oh, man, yeah. So For the spirit of the oh yeah, because it goes into the law yeah. right after that, doesn't he? Yeah, for the... Oh my gosh. I know. I know that. We're on the spot. We're on the spot. 
so we're, we're flipping. All right, stand by. Stand by. Hanging on one. We, we plan these things out. Um, because the law of the spirit of life in Christ has set you free from the law of sin and death. Mm. What the law could not do since it was weakened by the flesh, God did. He condemned sin in the flesh by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh as a sin offering. Yeah. In order that the law's requirement would be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that we can rest in is that because of this covenant, because of these promises, because of the superior mm -hmm. ministry of Christ himself, we are no longer condemned. Um, and man, what, 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 if anything, would the enemy want you to believe? Did God really say, Yeah. right? Did God really say you are not condemned because of your sin? Look at your sin. You know, Jesus has saved you completely. Um, the worst of sinners he has saved completely. And by the way, that's all of us. Mm -hmm. um, and so we can rest in that assurance and, uh, man, just stoke the fire of hope in our hearts. Yeah, and, and I think when we think on these things, what we're what are we doing? We're holding fast to our confession. We're, we're, set, we're holding fast to our confession of what it says in Hebrews 4. In Romans 8, it says, For those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit have their minds set on the things of the Spirit. Hmm. Um, to live so, according to the flesh is death. Yeah, and so <laughs> like, what are, what are we living according to? Are we living according to our, our earthly desires? Are we living according to the, the, the obsolete law of saying I can earn God's approval? Yeah. Or are we are we thinking of, of the new covenant uh, and delighting in that? And as we think on the things of the Spirit, we, we act on the things of the yeah. Spirit. And he says, if we do that, then the Spirit brings life and peace. And so, man... What a great promise, like yeah. life and peace. Um, so meditate on those things today. That would be our encouragement to yeah. you. Uh, that's the breathe in. Why don't I breathe out in prayer? Let's do it. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you uh, that you have put your law in our minds and you have written it on our hearts. We thank you that we are your people, Lord, a chosen nation, a, a holy people, uh, a people for your own possession. So God, I just pray that our minds would be captivated by the covenant of which we live under today that our hope would be anchored to the promises that you have given us Lord, we help we ask that you would help us to walk in a manner worthy of the calling you have put on our lives and we ask all these things for the sake of your name we love you jesus amen amen well guys thanks for listening to the breathe in podcast we hope you're edified and encouraged today catch you next time with hebrews chapter 9 <laughs>